Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Larry Boyd is a third-generation farmer, and like many, 2020 and COVID-19 dealt him and his industry a serious blow. I heard people saying in the middle of 2020, just they can't wait for this year to be over. Well, I didn't say that. But come about December, I said, I am so tired of 2020. I'm looking forward to 2021. Being a farmer before the pandemic, Boyd's main focus, the increase of technology in farming. Then COVID-19 changed everything, even a personal battle with the virus. Well, our, our main thing is we like to survive. It's the only desire I ever had to do in life. I'm Emily Severage, and we'll talk with Nine on Your Side's Ariana Kraft to learn how farmers here in the East are still dealing with the pandemic and their hopes for the future. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of The State Of. This is a new segment we're doing here at WNCT to really highlight some of the areas in our communities that are being affected by this pandemic. So today we're starting off with our very first episode, and this edition is going to be The State Of Farming. So we're being joined by Not In Your Side reporter Ariana Kraft here in the studio. Hello, hello. Hi. <laughs> So good to have you. And this is something that you've really been working on for a very long time here. You know, this isn't something new. You've been doing these farm reports for quite some time. So first, talk to us about, you know, how you got into doing these farm reports, why this is a, a passion passion of a topic for you. Yeah, definitely. I think once I really moved down to Greenville and really started to see the impact that agriculture and farming has on this area, I mean, it's very prevalent here. There are a lot of farmers, a lot of, it's very generational. And before the pandemic even started, when I was doing some of these farm reports, I saw the farmers struggling with extreme weather and trade tariffs and so many other issues. So when the coronavirus pandemic started to happen, I, you know, caught up with some farmers and talked a little bit about how it was impacting their business and their livelihood. And one of the things that I really noticed is it was just seemed like another thing that farmers had to kind of overcome. And what's interesting in this newest piece that I have done. I went and spoke with Larry Boyd. He's a farmer in eastern North Carolina, and he explained that, you know, farming had to keep going. The pandemic put a lot of things on hold, but farming was not one of them, and they still had to go out and do their work. And it was an interesting perspective because a lot of day-to-day -day activity for a lot of businesses had to change and adapt to technology and social distancing. But farming, you already kind of are social distancing. You know, you're on these farms and you're using tractors and, and all these technologies. And so what I gathered was that these farmers just kept on farming and their day-to-day -day hasn't really changed that much, but the world around them and the world that they interact with is what changes and that is having secondary effects on them. Definitely. And so you spoke about Larry Boyd, one of the farmers that you spoke to for this report. So 
Talk to us about, you know, meeting these people first off and specifically uh, farmer Larry Boyd. What's it like meeting these farmers? What is the impression you get from these people? Yeah, it's definitely such a passion. You know, this is a very hard livelihood and there's so much work that goes into these farms. And, you know, when I was there and visiting with Larry, he was explaining how, you know, he's got nephews and his daughter is in operation. And it is very cool to see how they really keep it in the family and you know I got to meet his daughter and she was feeding some of the cattle and animals and you get to see the kind of work that is put into it. it's not easy it's lifting heavy you know feeds and you know going out to the fields and feeding the animals and and there's so much that you have to take care of and it's really cool from my perspective not really knowing much about what it takes to farm and then seeing all of these things on the farm and you know it's something that is so important to him and his family and he explained to me that this is the only desire he has ever had in his life he grew up with you know farming and his in his family he's a third generation farmer and that's the other thing a lot of these farmers they explained to me how you kind of have to be born into it to be in certain areas of farming. Of course, there are other niche areas that if you weren't born into farming, you can get into. But big operations, he was explaining, you know, if you're not born into it, you don't have the acres of land or the experience or the network of people because there definitely is a very big social aspect. And I think that is one of the things that the pandemic has put a stop on is the interactions that farmers have with each other. And You know, Larry was saying how he thinks that this has pulled them apart a little bit because he was telling me how he would usually be at a uh, farming equipment shows and things like that, events that have been canceled. And they can't network and get information on the latest technologies and maybe some other techniques other farmers are using. So the pandemic has definitely put a stop on some things, social aspects that I think farmers are really, like everyone else, yearning for and missing that social interaction. So definitely see an uh, impact there. Definitely. And and that's such an interesting point that, you know, thinking about the pandemic, you know, we really look at especially our senior citizens and those at the highest risk for, you know, the people that are really being isolated and possibly the most lonely during this time because they're being so isolated. But, you know, you're making the point that farmers are kind of in the same position, all of their social aspects to their livelihood are being taken away. So I'm sure they're feeling very isolated as well. And that's not really, you know, a, an area that we would necessarily look at and, and, and think that of. So, mm-hmm. and, and it's interesting because they've had to adapt. And, you know, I was talking with Roger Genghis, who's the Beaufort County Cooperative Extension Director, and he facilitates all of these meetings through Zoom now, a lot of informational uh, meetings and Zoom events, because his job is to communicate with the farmers, let them know um, on things on pesticides, paperwork, just keeping up with all those things. And now it's so focused on Zoom. And Rod was actually saying that he's happily surprised that the farmers have 
embrace the technology and the Zoom more than he actually thought that they would, especially some of the older generations. And that's actually kind of cool to see that, you know, everyone, when it comes down to it, we got to bite the bullet and do things that maybe we're not as comfortable with. Definitely. And you talked about Zoom um, as some of the technologies that, you know, these farming industries are using. What are some of the other technological aspects that they're, you know, trying to adapt into the farming lifestyle as well? Well, one of the things he talked about was was, you know, I asked how the pandemic has impacted his operations. And he said, you know, it hasn't really impacted that much. But technology is what has had a bigger impact than COVID has. And technology in the aspect of there are so many, you know, I don't know all of the terms for some of these um, technologies that they use, some of the tractors and things like that. But basically, with high tech things, they're able to do a lot more work with a lot less labor. So he was explaining how the margin of farmers is kind of closing because there is this more technology. So, you know, he was explaining uh, 1% of the population does what maybe 50% of the population did at one point in farming. Wow, yeah. That's so crazy. And and that's a great point as well because, you know, with this technology, you're really just getting more mass production kind of that you would on an assembly line or in a, in a factory. So it's you know, taking away from the livelihood of, of these farmers and these, you know, generational farmers. Um, so, you know, looking forward, you know, you've spoken to multiple farmers, not just Larry Boyd from this one report. So what is kind of the overall th- thought process or the overall ideas that you get from them on, of what what their hopes are for the future, what they want to do moving forward from the pandemic. Well, I think one thing that there is still a bit of a gap and they're trying to bridge that gap of kind of letting, you know, non-agricultural people and non-farmers realize where their food is coming from because there's still misconceptions. You know, you go to a grocery store, you pick out things off of the shelves, but you're not seeing the faces of the farmers that have provided that food for you. And I think that a lot of people could maybe learn more about the farmers in their community, especially here in eastern North Carolina. Talk to them. Go out and visit maybe socially distance or call them or something. But I think, you know, just that recognition of where their food is actually coming from, you know, it is so essential for all of us to be eating and drinking to be able to do our other daily activities and duties. So I think that one thing that farmers could really use in the future is honestly maybe some more support from their communities. They do struggle in other aspects, especially with uh, low margins and high inputs and like the commodity prices, you know, so there are struggles that they are still going through. And I think that a little bit of more support from community members and people could really help that morale and maybe help bridge that gap and understanding of where our food comes from and why it's so important to support your local farmers and thank a farmer. It's as simple as that. Well, that's awesome, Ariana. And I'm glad we got to have this as our topic for our very first episode of the state of, I think this is a great way to start off this new podcast that we're doing um, to really highlight the different areas that are of concern and, and, you know, that we should really be watching 
watching and paying attention to throughout this pandemic. And like you said, supporting, supporting our farmers and and really giving them that recognition that, you know, we see you, you're struggling, but we see you and we support you and we're here for you. Um, so thank you so much, Ariana, for joining us for this very first episode of The State Of. You can always check out more episodes of The State Of at WNCT.com under the Features tab and the WNCT Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.